Hey everybody, what's up? I'm Key. Welcome to the next episode of I Am Who I Am, Raw, Uncut, and Unfiltered. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Happy Thursday. I hope you guys had a great day and are enjoying your day and will continue to do so. But let's go ahead and jump right into it. So last week, I talked about how I had a gun pulled out on me. That was one of the most terrifying experiences I've ever had in my life. That was something that I had absolutely no idea was capable of happening. Um, And it definitely took a turn. It made me stop. And completely go through a different mindset at that point. Now, once this happened, there were a lot of moving parts. And it wasn't just me. It wasn't just, you know, me. It was everything that... From my family to, you know, what do I tell work? Do I call the police? Do I do this? Do I do that? There were so many things that were happening and going on. And at that point, I, you know, I just got real depressed and even suicidal to a certain point because I was like, you know, my life is over. And I want to say part of the reason and really where accountability started to take place in was that I always felt like I had to prove my family wrong. As I said, that everybody told me, and I, when I say everybody told me, I really asked, like, I even asked, like, I asked my mom, I asked my sisters, I even asked a couple of, like, my mom's friends, okay, Everybody told me not to move in with this man, but there was a sense of me having to prove everybody wrong. Like, this is it going to happen. You know, there, this is going to work out. That was absolutely not the case. It kept continuously being a thing. Nobody was trying to steer me in the wrong direction, but I wasn't trying to hear it because I had invested so much into this relationship that I just didn't want to let it go. And I was so attached to this person that I didn't want to let it go. But look at where it got me. Part of accountability is is understanding that there was something or someone who told me to take a different road. And I turned around and did it anyways because, once again, I had to prove them wrong that this was something that was supposed to happen. And it didn't work out. They were absolutely right. Also, when it came into the situation and after some time of me being alone... So my sister helped me get uh, another apartment that I eventually like I paid her back for, you know, like the first month's rent and deposit and everything. I didn't call anybody. And nobody called me. 
okay? They were the only family that I had in the state. Did not talk to them at all. They did not talk to me at all. I just, I I didn't want to talk to them. They didn't want to, I don't know if they didn't want to talk to me or they just couldn't. But during that time period, it came to me where I had to understand, like, Kiara, you took part in all of this transpiring. This is not something that was solely on him. And I'm not making any excuse for what he did at all. Okay, that was something that was very terrifying. It was very just heartbreaking. I, I couldn't believe I couldn't believe it was even going on. But I had to look at my life at a certain point and I just had to say, you know what? This is not all on him. And the reason why I say that is because during that fight that we had, I said some very hurtful things, very hurtful things. And also, like I said, my family, they told me don't move in with him. And I had also been seeing the signs of how this was not going to work. Right. So if I had been seeing those signs and I'm choosing to ignore them. Right. So what I mean by that is he had a lot going on in his life. He had a lot of family members, a lot of things moving on. I pretty much figured out early on that I wasn't going to be a top priority. Okay. So what I would do is I would either take the little bit of time that I had with him or I would be with him all day after getting off work to go run around the city and do X, Y, Z for this person, that person, this person, that person. It even became a thing where I wanted to celebrate Valentine's Day and he was like, I don't celebrate Valentine's Day because of my past relationships. He got me a bear one time. That was literally only because he got a bear for his daughter. It was not because he actually wanted to give me something. Okay. Um, That car that he co-signed for. He felt like he can drive that motherfucker whenever. Yeah, true enough, you co-sign for it, but it's my car. You don't pay the car note and you don't put the insurance. You don't pay the insurance. Yeah, you put some gas in it here or there. But you're running my car ragged, riding it through the dirt. And then not only that, you're in the streets with it. So what happens if I get caught up and somebody somebody recognizes my car and I get caught up? Then what? How are you going to explain that to my family? Make it make sense. One of the things that also was happening as I was depleting my savings account, helping him out. We didn't go out. We didn't go on dates. We didn't travel anywhere. 
I mean, those are just to name a few. But it didn't take me until after all of this had transpired. After I started realizing like, okay, X, Y, Z. And then what it also took for me was to really just look at my whole life in itself, right? I had to start looking at why this happened, why that happened, what were the different resources, why didn't I see it then, but I see it now, what what has happened in my family that's continuously happening what is it that I can do different what you know what are all these different sorts of things that are coming up to the surface now that's when I started really to take accountability over my own life I looked at my mom I looked at my dad I looked at my sisters, I looked at my grandparents, I looked at how everybody was raised, I looked at my shortcomings, I looked at, you know, all the the, the craziness and the messes and the things that I keep saying I ain't had no business doing, I looked at all those things. But one thing that did ended up happening after that was that I ended up reconnecting with a friend that I used to work with and he and one other person one other friend that I had out of Arizona they were the only two people that I really talked to during this time I didn't talk to anybody else and there were a lot of questions there were a lot of tears it was a lot of heartbreak And I know it was even hard for them to sit there and listen to me and talk about how devastating, how depressed I was. But if it wasn't for them, trust me, like I probably wouldn't be here. Shout out to them because I don't, it takes a lot of strength for one person to constantly be on the phone with you even when they're 2,000 miles away and are able to help pick you up from the pieces bit by bit, little by little. After all of this had transpired, you know, there was just, just complete devastation. I was crying all the time but at some point there there was a change that change started actually once I reconnected with another old friend and I took a trip to Miami with her and I don't know what it was but something just completely like it's like a door opened when I was there and when I got back I bought this book I purchased this book called 
um, I think it's chakras for beginners or chakra healing, um, a guide for beginners, something like that. And once I started looking into that and started reading into that, a whole lot of things started changing for me. A whole lot of things. And I started to get my life back. It helped me to understand that there are certain things that happen or the ways that I feel or, you know, certain emotions can cause physical effects and this may happen and that may happen. And also that our bodies are full of energy and when energy is not right, depending on the spot of which it's in. It can definitely shed a lot of light on what needs to happen or what needs to change. It talked about overactive chakras and underactive chakras. It talked about a whole bunch of things. It talks about crystals. I mean, I know there's a lot of people out here who, you know, that don't really talk about these things or they don't really like them, but... For some reason, that's what got me interested in wanting to do better in my life. And I started to see the beauty in the tiny things. Like enjoying waking up in the morning. And the smell of freshly brewed coffee. With a cigarette. I said, I used to smoke cigarettes. Damn it. And... That cigarette and that coffee would make me so damn happy every morning. I also used to take like these really like long baths. Okay. I don't know about y'all, but to me, there is something that is so good about sitting in a hot ass bathtub with some Epsom salt or bath sauce and just sit there for two to three hours smoking a blunt. Okay, that was that helped me heal a lot. And those are actually the moments where I would really reflect and really start to think about everything that I just named. Those were the moments. I shed a lot of healthy growth tears in that tub. There was so many moving parts with the whole everything that from the first part into this part right now where I got to th this man, this person that I love, pull the gun out on me. All of that came out in this this period of separation. And I remember like, and sometimes, like, I still see them. Like, I'll be on Instagram or Facebook just scrolling through little videos or whatever. And I'll come upon a video that says, God has separated you for a reason. You have been separated. Whenever there's supposed to be a door opening, whenever there's supposed to be something that is for you, that's meant for you, that needs to happen, a transformation, an epiphany, an awakening, whatever it is, you are separated. Some people call it, call it spiritual isolation. 
Because first I was separated. But then, like I said, I chose my isolation after that. I chose my peace. Everything that happened from the time that I moved to Arizona to the time this man put this gun on me, I was in complete chaos, complete, total, utter chaos. I didn't love myself. I have no idea what self-love, self-worth, determination. I had no idea what discernment was. I had no idea what believing in yourself was. I was just running ragged all those years. Looking for validation from outside myself. Looking for validation outside of other people. But I had to be separated. I was depressed. I had anxiety all the time. I was suicidal. I was like, what if I run into this motherfucker somewhere? No, it didn't happen. God didn't allow that to happen. He didn't allow it. And Phoenix is a big-ass city anyways. But he had no idea where I was, though. No idea. So that's where the thing, you know, the thing came in. It's just that isolation, that time period, all of those things put or brought me back into perspective of where I really needed to be at. I had to determine what boundaries are. I had to determine where my wrongs were. I had to determine what is it that I need for me? What is it that I really need for myself? And then once I started doing that and I started putting in the work and working the overtime and doing everything that I was doing before I lost it all, I started becoming happier. And then I ran into someone one day or I got in contact with another person and they seen me for the first time in a long time. They're like, your skin is glowing. You look happy. And I was and I was. There's a lot of things that I really just had to sit down and, and, and wrestle myself with. I cannot tell you the amount of pain, the amount of tears, the amount of sorrow. I had to grieve I had to come to terms with you just been killed. You could have just been killed. You could have just been killed. But you weren't. You're covered. There's a purpose for you. 
understanding what what I said to him, what I didn't say, what was happening throughout the whole relationship, what wasn't happening with the what wasn't happening why is this this way why is that that way there were a lot of things taking place in that the the whole relationship in a whole it just it it wasn't good and the whole thing shouldn't be the way that it that it was or the way that it is i had to look at all parts of my life and all aspects of it. And that's why I say all the time, like you have to look at yourself and then you also have to look at the other perspective. You have to look at both perspectives to get the whole picture. Because if I didn't look at both perspectives, I wouldn't got the whole picture. I wouldn't have been able to move forward. Now I will say that during this time period when I was living by myself, I actually, me and him actually reconnected. Why? Have absolutely no fucking idea. He reached out to me one day. I had, uh, as soon as he seen it, my, my, like my Instagram, I don't know. You know how you post stories on Instagram. I posted something on Instagram. He sent me a DM. I started bawling immediately. It disrupted my whole day. I called my friend. I was like, he reached out to me. I'm a mess. I can't. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what to do. And she was just a very supportive friend. And she came. She picked me up. We went to get food and drinks, whatever. She pretty much stayed with me like the whole day. Um, But. I don't know what it was, but I actually ended up at a certain point inviting him over. Dumbest thing ever, right? And people say, you know, you need closure. You need closure. I felt like I needed that, but what that time period did with it, excuse me, over those few weeks, It showed me and taught me that I don't need this. It reminded me exactly of what the problem was to begin with. There was actually a few times during this at the very beginning where we did get in a couple of arguments, but I did understand and I did know that this wasn't this wasn't a thing. It wasn't working. Yes, I was connected to him. Yes, I went like I I loved him, but I don't need you. I love you, but I don't need you because you're not healthy for me. And when I told him this isn't what's best, this isn't what's gonna work out, this isn't a thing, like this can't be a thing, it stopped. And he was completely fine with it. He did not. He did. He did not get upset. He didn't. You know. He didn't do anything. He was just like, okay, I understand. And he went on about his way. Still to this day, like I like I had to find forgiveness in my heart for 
what happened and I also had to forgive myself. We, me and him had a long, long conversation about our relationship, what transpired, what happened. I even asked him, why didn't you pull the trigger? And his answer was, was that he did not know. And you can call me crazy all you want to, but I'm still here because I'm able to tell you this story. He absolutely had no idea why he didn't pull the trigger. No idea. Even him telling me that was a hard pill to swallow. It was absolutely crazy for me to be like, yeah, I need closure. Yeah, whatever, this, that, and the third. I didn't need closure. But do I regret the fact that me and him reconnected and tried to figure out, like, what exactly happened and all of that? No. Not at all. There was nothing about him that or that situation that I could just completely just be okay with. He's he's not even stable or sure of who he is. He worries about everybody else but himself. Literally. He has no form of control. And that was a problem then. And I will say he did reach out to me, I want to say, sometime last year. He asked me how I turned my life around. How did I get better? How did I do it? And you know what I told him? I said, I started loving me first. I started loving me first. And he didn't understand. And then after that, he turned around and asked me, he said, can I call you later? And I told him, no, you cannot. He didn't understand that either. I said, there's nothing for me to say. There's nothing for me to say. There's nothing for me to do. Me talking to you, me opening back up to you, me allowing you back in, me giving you access to me, that is not okay. It's not okay. I can't allow you to have space in my life. I can't allow that type of energy back in. I can't even allow that slight possibility for us to get into an argument and you actually do pull the trigger this time. That is not a possibility. You cannot have it. There is no more. There is no more. It took so much 
for me to get to where I am now that I cannot allow anybody with bad intent, jealousy, envy, bad energy, if I even think you're slightly off a little bit, you gotta go. I know that even right now, I'm not at the state of where I want to be. I know that I have a lot more growing and a lot more learning to do. I know that I will succeed. I know that I will be great. I know I will do amazing things and that my life has purpose and I'm working on my purpose. I'm walking my purpose every day. There is absolutely nobody in my life at this point who does not get access to me or who I'm going to try to force a relationship with. There is absolutely no one who can do something like that and still gain access or have the ability to be or do anything like that to me again. And there's also more to this story because I was still in Arizona when I started to learn how to love myself. The story is not over yet. I did want for this to be a longer episode, but I just, this week has been a week and I'm not going to lie, I didn't have the time or anything like that. I just, you know, it is what it is. Life gets crazy sometimes. I will continue this next week. We also have to understand, and I also have to go through what else transpired before. Once again, I was pushed. I was forced. I was moved. Because I was in a place of comfortability. But I let somebody else in. Who shouldn't have been there. And this time. It wasn't a man. So I'll share that story with you on the next episode. I love you guys. Peace and love. Enjoy the rest of your day. Reach out to me. I am who I am. R-U-U at gmail.com or like and follow on Facebook and Instagram. I am who I am. Double underscore R-U-U at gmail.com. Peace and love.